what we've discovered is if you provide the what, the students can learn how to write, and gradually the what becomes easier and easier because of the practice. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Director of Marketing. Our goal here is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. Hi everyone, as you may have heard, this week we're switching it up a bit and are playing for you the audio portion of one of our IEW webinars. Today's episode is part two of that webinar, so if it sounds a bit like you're jumping into the middle of a conversation, well, it's because you are. And like we do for each podcast recording, we'll post any links or websites mentioned at IEW.com podcast. Enjoy! Okay, so this would be if you're going for the entire five-paragraph model. Now, I will say that with young children, and, and Julie just wrote that we teach this as early as grade two, we have this five-paragraph model, which is the original one that Webster put together. What I have found is that you can teach this process of just body paragraphs first, especially with young children. So you can just do one paragraph if you want to. I'll have a little chart later to demonstrate this. You could also just do paragraphs if you want. You could also just do two paragraphs if you want to. And you'd have one subject, my dog, and just two divisions of that. Or my home, my room, the rest of the house. Or my home, inside, outside. Or my home, great things, not so great things. You can take your, your subject, divide it in half, and write two paragraphs. It's generally when you get that third topic, that third division, that you then feel, okay, we want some framework for this. We want some embedded repetition. We want some context. And that's where we get into the conclusion in the introduction. You might notice, and you might be a little surprised, that on the slide here, it's saying number six, number five was write your body paragraphs from the outline. Number six is write the conclusion. And number seven after that is write the introduction. This may be a little counterintuitive, but I will tell you that what I have experienced over the years is that probably one of the, the hardest things about writing a five-paragraph composition is the first thing, the attention getter. And so a lot of times students will sit down, they've kind of got an outline, they sit there and think, okay, the first thing I got to do here is think of some clever way to start this. But I can't think of anything clever. But I can't start until I think of something clever. But I can't think of anything clever. So how do I start? So you can get a bit of writer's block, and I've seen this with students. And so what I, what I have come to see is that if you write the thing from the inside out, if you write the body paragraphs first, the conclusion 
after that, then you've written the whole thing. Now you have a sense of, okay, what might be the appropriate background information? How can I state these topics without being too redundant? And what would be perhaps some attention-getting device, some kind of decoration or technique or question or quote or something that would grab the reader's attention. You have time. Your wonderful subconscious mind can kind of work on that as you're writing the rest of it. So doing the introduction last, I would be curious to know, Bernadette, Arlene, anyone else out there who's been at this for a while, Kathy, you're with us. Have you had experience with this? Have you tried this idea of having the students write it from the inside out body, then conclusion, and then introduction? Because uh, for me, this this has been a, a great boon. But if you don't kind of model it, if almost force it, students will inevitably procrastinate till the last minute, and then they will try to try to do it. You know, first sentence first, and right through all the way to the end. And I just don't think that comes out quite as well. So, be nice to see what some of you teachers are discovering the students working with. So. All right, let's try one together. Now, this is an idea that one of our team here had, which is let's kind of create a little theme for a writing adventure. And uh, I don't know if it was because I'm crazy about Latin or it just seemed like it might be a romantic place to start. But we have this uh, idea of uh, working with a couple young children, a sister and brother in ancient Rome. Julia, who's 10, Marcus is 8, and they decide they want to start a little business. So what business could they start? So this is, this is kind of a theme. We're going to be, I don't know if it's a, a writing contest or how this is going to go. Maybe Julie can write a little bit more about how this is going to pan out over time, or maybe we'll just all have to wait and see. But I do like the whole idea. I'm very much an entrepreneurial thinking kind of guy. I love to see students interested in starting little businesses. We, we actually sell a couple products. If you're not aware, we have our Lemonade to Leadership for kind of the upper elementary level. And then we have our Micro Business for Teens by Carol Topp. Uh, which is excellent for your uh, older, middle, uh, and uh, high school students. Actually, anyone who wanted to start a business. But we have to pop back to ancient Rome. Probably an internet marketing business would not go on the short list here, unless, of course, you had a very creative child who wanted to put time travel into the whole scenario. Um, but what uh, what would be some possible businesses that they could start? So you all type in some suggestions there, and I'm going to kind of make a sheet of paper that is similar to what I would do with a whiteboard and a class of students. I would kind of write down some of their ideas. And this would be the subject. So the subject, the thing which the whole composition might be about, would be possible businesses that could be started by a couple children in ancient Rome. I doubt they needed to jump through too many hoops to get uh, zoning permits and business licenses. But then again, it might depend on when in ancient Rome. OK, so there's one. They might be able to bake bread. So bake bread would be one possible idea. 
Ah, gladiator weapon maintenance. Oh, you must have some boys, Karen. All right, so weapon, weapon maintenance. Like that, that's going on my list. Arlene, gather herbs. Okay, yes, medicinal herbs. Even growing herbs, possibly. In fact, I know there was quite a, a need for herbs in ancient Rome. It was their form of medicine. Deliveries, olive oil deliveries. We could have all sorts of deliveries, actually. Amazon uh, didn't quite exist, but uh, they might be able to set up a, a network of deliveries. <laughs> Sell food for the lions and Colosseum. Come on, Jill. They starved the lions until they could throw the criminals and Christians at them. So I don't know. Sewage disposal? Well, I guess so. I mean, they had to have buckets. All right, I'm going to put that down just because it's interesting. Sewage disposal. All right, spy services. Oh, very nice. Spy services. Message delivery, yes. Messages. Okay, this is great. All right, so we've got here, and we could keep going with this, but I've written down baked bread, weapon maintenance, herb, could be herb sales, herb delivery, herb growing, other deliveries, sewage disposal, spy services, messages. Okay, so now we would encourage the students to probably choose one of those, and that becomes the subject. So this is a point where you might break off because you have a class or a group or a, a small home school of two or three kids. They might want to do something different. But for purposes of our demonstration, let's choose one. I kind of like the idea of deliveries. It's nice and broad, so that might give us a little more to work with. Sometimes you might see that you've got two things that are very connected. So messages and deliveries, that could be combined perhaps baking bread delivering baked bread did you know the founder of ikea started as a young boy delivering furniture on a cart that he pushed through the street and then he got the idea that if the furniture weren't entirely put together he could put more furniture on a cart and deliver more furniture faster and put it together where it was and save himself time and save his customers money and then he gradually built the business of IKEA and he's one I understand one of the wealthiest men in the world nobody really knows how much he's worth because he's very frugal and his holdings are you know corporations within entities within entities within entities but I heard that he's, you know, one of the wealthiest men in the world and that he's also still very frugal. That if he goes to a hotel and there's a mini fridge and he takes a Coke and drinks it, he'll walk to the store nearby if he can and buy a Coke and put it back in the mini fridge so he can save a dollar or two on the cost uh, of the hotel a Coke versus the uh, store Coke. I, I, I don't know this for sure. I read I read it. But it just shows that one simple little idea can become a huge thing. All right, so let's go with the deliveries. And so now I'm going to put on another side of this paper the word deliveries, and this becomes our subject. So deliveries is the subject of the business. Now we begin to look for the divisions. What are some of the divisions that we can come up with listing potential topics? 
So now you all help me here to uh, type in some thoughts. Certainly one of the things that you can always come up with is a list of things that you could deliver. So things to deliver would be a general category. You might get more specific with messages, but that would be one category. Oh, yes, methods of delivery. Excellent. I like that very much because you could use someone on foot. You could use someone on uh, animal. You could possibly use an animal that had been trained. I don't know if they had carrier pigeons in those days. Maybe so. Perhaps you could be the first to develop carrier pigeons as a method. You could perhaps piggyback on someone else who was already traveling there to get a message. So methods, problems, there's always a good subject. Problems that might come up as you run the business. Fees, very good, Sherry, fees. You've got to set your structure so that you can charge enough to make, uh, to redeem your time, but not so much that you scare away your customers. What else with uh, with deliveries? Maybe expanding your business, maybe uh, having employees who could then do some of the the grunt work, the footwork, if you will, and you could expand your business. Let's see, <laughs> Sherry, oh, you are pretty clever. Tax planning, huh? Definitely render unto Caesar taxes. Probably the whole idea of marketing, yes, I would assume Julie would come up with that one. Where do you find your customers? So marketing or advertising. Wow, we're starting to get a pretty good list here, and I'm, I'm starting to feel like actually five, a five-paragraph composition might be insufficient to address this whole subject and do justice to it, but since that's our target, then... Our next step is to choose the number of topics needed. So if we are planning a five-paragraph composition, then we would look at choosing just the topics that we would want to include. So you might also find, and the students will sometimes figure this out, they, they kind of go together. So things you would deliver and methods of delivery that might possibly go together maybe methods would be its own problems and taxes that might go together problems and marketing might go together so you can sometimes look at some of the groupings and see that your topics may be closely connected enough that you can make them one topic but uh, let's uh, choose a few here and since it's kind of incumbent upon me to do it. I will say let's go with things. We'll circle that. And perhaps marketing. I like, I think there's some good ideas out there. And then how about methods? Let's go with, with methods. And maybe methods could possibly connect up with employees. So we'll add that in. Okay, so you choose the number of topics needed and then you're going to outline each of the topics. Now we won't have time to do all of this tonight, but we could choose one of these. So between things, methods, and marketing, we could choose one. Probably they would logically go in that order. I would think first, what are you going to deliver? Second, how are you going to deliver it? Third, how are you going to promote it? So let's pretend then just uh, that we're going to do 
the fourth paragraph, which would be marketing and advertising. I liked some of the ideas popping up there. I think I saw someone suggesting sides of carts and billboards. So you could put a cart and a sign. I don't know that they had billboards so much as they actually had graffiti. I did have the great pleasure of visiting Pompeii in Italy with my family a few years ago. And I highly recommend if you ever do get a chance to travel to Italy and be a tourist that you make a point of visiting Pompeii because there's so much there that's kind of a window into the way it was. And the truth is there was graffiti all over the place. So graffiti was the billboard of old. What would be some other ways you could get word out about your marketing delivery business? Word of mouth, you would maybe give tips. You could possibly give tips, a few pennies here and there to those who would agree to spread the word. What else might come up? Testimonials. A town crier. I don't know if they had town criers. Probably. Coupons. There you go. Coupons. 10% off your first delivery. Also, customers. Who are you going to market to? Who needs delivery? Coupons, samples. Probably elderly folks who wouldn't want to have to go to the market. You could do shopping service. You could get their shopping list, go get their materials for them. I noticed that Whole Foods is actually doing that right now for, I don't know, $25 an hour or something. They will, they will do your shopping for you and bring it to your house. And they have a, a discount for the first time you use the service. So that's possible. I, I do like the whole idea of messages. Who, who would maybe need... Uh, secret messages sent. Messages that would be needing to go from uh, maybe a senator to a constituent. Or you could also tout your ability to keep those messages secret. Market it to various political forces. And of course, ah, the opposition party. Yes. I was also thinking that we have these pajama grams or something you could have for uh, romance. You could have some type of flowers or special little wine bottles or uh, candies that could be delivered for the romantic among them. All right, I I've got seven things. I don't know what your list looks like. <laughs> Togagram, there you go. Clandestine sweethearts. So mine's not all that creative, but I do have it, and this is kind of what I would demonstrate on a whiteboard if I were working with a group of students just so they could kind of see the type of thing that they would do on their own paper. So you'd have the paragraphs such as what we did and then you would do that again for a second or third or fourth paragraph, whatever you need. Write those out and then create the conclusion and the introduction. We already went through the reasons to do that. Just a reminder, conclusions and introductions don't have the topic clincher. They don't follow the topic clincher rule mainly because they don't have a topic. Instead, they state or restate the topics and uh, I think you're all familiar with that. I would strongly encourage you to take a look at the samples in the TWSS as you're entering into each unit. 
we we redid that book with a lot of attentiveness to putting in student samples at all different levels that would really help you understand the unit and teach it more effectively. I guess we are having this writing contest and so you are welcome to uh, join the journey with this idea and I'm not totally sure what all the details are of that. It's a new idea from our always energetic and imaginative marketing team to help more and more people enjoy and participate in writing together. I see now that there is indeed this window starting out and you can kind of scroll back and forth if you can't see the whole thing at the same time. I'm able to see what I wrote on the paper and that is very much the kind of thing that I would have on a whiteboard to demonstrate that whole effort there. So moving on then just to suggest that you can do this with students of various lengths. If you go with five paragraphs then you have three topics and one and, and uh, introduction conclusion. If you want to do something shorter you certainly can one subject, you know, one paragraph, the subject equals the topic. So my dog, one paragraph, football, one paragraph, one topic, baking bread, one paragraph, one topic. If you have two paragraphs, then you take your subject and you divide it into two topics. So great things about football, not so great things about football. Making bread, problems you could have when making bread. If you have three paragraphs, you'd have a subject divided into three areas. So it might be uh, football rules, football equipment, football strategy. So you might divide football into three areas. Or dance class, the teacher, the studio, the other students, the friends there. Once you get the three, you like to go to the five. You could possibly do a four. It's a little bit awkward, but you could have one subject, two topics that are tending to be longer. Your induction conclusion would necessarily be a little bit shorter. We recommended that for the old SAT version. Then five paragraphs, one subject, three topics. You could go six. You could even go seven. If you need something longer than seven, then you want to move into the unit eight models, the expanded topic trick or the super essay or beyond. So we're coming in pretty close to the end. I think I've seen whatever questions there are. I know you are all working very hard out there. This does tend to be slightly the kind of the dog days of the school year. But the good thing is you can have fun with this. And if you've got imaginative students, you can let them write about the aliens on the planet Zoog. If you've got students that like to be real concrete, they can actually pull something from their own experience. You can connect it with a time in history, like you're you know, a kid in Rome, you want to start a business. You can even go out and do a nature walk and come back and describe things that you've seen on a nature walk. The only real thing about Unit 7 is that it can be fiction, it can be nonfiction, it can be imagination, it can be experience. The real differentiator there is that it's information which has come from the brain, and that's where it comes from. Jill, a good question, which is because. Uh, I don't have any problem with a student writing which is because. It's a sophisticated construction where you perhaps have an, uh, an adverb clause inside an adjective clause. 
and so I certainly think there's a time and a place for that and when it is appropriate. The student may, as you're alluding to, perhaps do it because they're trying to, you know, squeeze two dress-ups into one sentence. But, you know, that's kind of clever. It's inefficiency, and I don't fault that. So I would go ahead and give him points for trying. And if you're going to say it doesn't sound right, then just tell him what to do instead of that. Don't say it doesn't sound right, because then he's kind of like, well, I don't know what does sound right, so just tell me what you want to want me to do. I don't know, Jill, if you've ever heard my talk on the four deadly errors of teaching writing, but uh, it's a good one. I think you know can be helpful as a reminder, as you will. Okay, just finishing up with a little review of the style rules, dress-ups, minimum rule, each one that you've taught in every paragraph, indicators and underline, sentence openers, each one in every paragraph as possible. So if you've only taught three, you've only got three. If you've taught four, you got four. If you taught all six, then you'd have all six if you have six sentences. If you had more than six sentences, you would avoid using more than two of the same in a row. And we use then the number in the margin to do the indicator there. And the style, uh, the decorations, uh, one different decoration per paragraph. And we use the italics if they're typing or the word DEC in the margin. And those techniques are dripped in as they become easy in the way that we already have discussed. I think you're all very solid on that by now. So we won't belabor the point. And you might go a little faster. You might go a little slower. I hope that all of you are getting, at least occasionally, the Magnum Opus magazine. Our newest issue, I think, is our best ever. And it is a paper issue. And you can get it in the mail if you haven't already. You can also pick it up if you're going to be at any convention this year. We will have them available at our booth. There's no fee, uh, no cost. Uh, and I think it's very helpful even throughout the year to get the web delivery version because you may see a student composition in a particular unit and say, oh, that's a perfect one. I want to use that to show the rest of the class you know, or show my students or show my children you know, what would be done. And then, of course, your students can submit their best work to Magnum Opus magazine. So be sure that you are uh, on that for a little bit. And don't forget that we have podcasts. Uh, a lot of people are enjoying those podcasts. I, I met, I don't know, many dozens of people at the uh, Fort Worth convention last Friday and Saturday who said thank you so much. So if you're not tuned into our podcast, you probably want to be. Webinars, obviously you know that. The next one is one month from today on Monday, March 27th. We have our blogs, we have our forum, we have our e-newsletter, and the magnum opus and we're always there to help you as much as we can. So with that, I guess we'll close out. And thank you all for joining us. And I hope you have a great February. Don't get too hot if you're in the part of the country where we are. It's already I'm already sweating today. It was so warm. If you're uh, in the uh, cooler parts, uh, I myself will be traveling over the next uh, month, few months. Uh, next week, I will be heading to Hawaii. If you know anyone in Hawaii, please encourage them to look into our student workshops on Wednesday and Thursday and the Christian Homeschoolers of Hawaii Cho Convention the 10th and 11th. 
I'm going from Hawaii back home to Oklahoma and then out to Maine. So stretching the furthest distance that's possible between the edges of the United States. I've never been to Maine before, and that's been on my bucket list. So 1718th at the HOME in Maine. Then back in my own backyard in Arkansas for the 24th and 5th, over to Nashville, Tennessee on the last month in March, and then back to the center of the country uh, in Kansas City for the Midwest Parent Educators April 7th and 8th. And then we got Easter coming up, and then Minnesota, Southern California, and up to Alaska. So hopefully we'll see some of you or many of you on the road, and I commend you for all of your hard work in teaching the writing structure and style and serving your students as best you can. Do not grow weary in doing the good work that you are doing and be sure to let us know in any way we can serve you because that is what we live to do. God bless you all. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Stitcher, or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcast. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Poudois and the team at IEW, I thank you for the privilege of allowing us to partner with you on this educational journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking. Thank you.